Welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast with Clark Van Deventer. I'm Monica, and we're excited to have the opportunity to help you raise more money for your nonprofit than you ever thought possible by developing deeper and more meaningful relationships with your donors. This podcast is designed to get you thinking, to challenge you, to inspire you, and to give you some practical tools that you can use right now in your work as a fundraiser. If you hear something that you'd like to learn more about, or if Clark mentions a resource you'd like to get your hands on, just email me. My email address is monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. That's monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. We offer a variety of services to nonprofits and development professionals, from DIY, that's do-it-yourself, to DWY, done with you, to DFY, that's done for you. To learn more, just email me at monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. All right, without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Hey, Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope you're having a great day. Coming to you from Guatemala this morning. So, hey, you may have heard, we've, I've talked about this a little bit on a few recent podcast episodes. My wife and I, we always had this goal that while our kids were young, we'd spend a year or so living abroad. And we, you know, this is the way goals work. Like if you have this goal, at some point you have to take deliberate action. And so late last year, we decided it was time to take deliberate action. And we've moved down to Guatemala for 2020, roughly. So we do plan to, to get back home to Lake Tahoe. This isn't a permanent move, but this is where we are for now. So our home in Lake Tahoe is on Airbnb. <laughs> so if you're looking for a vacation rental in Lake Tahoe, I have one that I can recommend. <laughs> so, all right. Hey, by the way, this is the best consulting package you'll ever get. We just love connecting with people who love to travel and desire to have these types of travel experiences. If you'd love to see Guatemala, we're offering our consulting services in Guatemala for the price of some street tacos. That's right. Just come down here and hang out with us in Panajachel, Guatemala, at beautiful Lake Adeline. And we would just love to talk shop with you and talk about your life and your career and how you can get where you want to go. So, um, hey, that that is on the table. Come down and hang out with us. All right, what I want to talk about today on the podcast is getting started with estate planning. And it does not have to be hard, and it does not have to be expensive. So I, I know there's a lot of firms that are out there selling these these very elaborate plan-giving packages. And there is value to those things, right? Like, I'm just going to say, like, those firms, they are they offer a, a great service, right? If you want to spend the money and you want to go all in on estate planning, uh, there are some great things those firms can help you with. But I do think those firms sometimes do a disservice to the two organizations in the sense that they make getting started in estate planning feel like such an arduous task. Like, I can't invest thousands of dollars in this, and so I can't do anything. So... You can spend no money, right? You can do nothing and get, st- or you have to do something. You, you can spend no money and get started in estate planning. So I want to go through uh, really five quick and easy steps to get you started in estate planning. 
So I was traveling with a client recently. We did a little swing of a couple of Western states in the United States where we were meeting with some of that organization's top donors. So this is an organization that's been around for uh, eight, eight years. I'm traveling with the founder. It's, this organization has grown. It's no longer just this startup where people are sort of like, are they going to make it? Like, this is a bona fide <laughs> legitimate organization now. It's not just this like founder's project, right? And so we're traveling, meeting with some of the organization's top donors. And I'll, I'll never forget this experience, this moment where we're sitting on a flight, flying from Denver to Salt Lake City. And I say to uh, my client, I say, hey, you know what? We need to start talking with your donors about including you in their estate plans. And, and he looked at me like I had worms crawling out of my eyes. There was just this, this look on his face and complete silence as he processed, are you serious? Like, I, what do you, like, us? Like, we can talk to people about that? Like, what, do, what does that even mean? And uh, the next day, I, I don't know if it was the, it may have been the same day, maybe the next day, it was certainly in this swing of visits in the Salt Lake area. We're meeting with a donor, and it's the two of us, and I'm the consultant, but I'm on the team, right? And uh, we're talking, having a great meeting with this donor. And I say to the donor, I literally say this. I say, I'm going to ask you this question. And I want to ask it in front of Greg. Greg's the co-founder of this organization. Because I want Greg to hear the answer to this question. Like, isn't this a funny way to present this question? I say, I say to the donor, I told Greg that I thought we needed to start talking with donors about including this organization in their estate plans. Do you think that's true? Do you think we ought to be talking with donors about that? <laughs> so obviously, all right, just to back up, I, I want to eventually talk with this donor about including the organization in their estate plans. But that's not even how I put it. I don't ask the donor, would you consider including us in your estate plans? This is like hypothetical, right? Hypothetically speaking, Mr. Donor, do you think we ought to be talking with donors about including our organization in their estate plans? So I say to the donor, you know, I say, do you think we ought to be talking with donors about this? And there's, he's like, yeah. Yeah, you really should in life insurance policies and charitable gift annuities. And yeah, people could leave you in their will. So he was totally on board. We have a great meeting. We, Greg and I, the co-founder of this organization, we walk out to our car. Greg gets in the driver's seat to drive away. I'm in the passenger seat and the donor's walking out to the car to get our attention before we drive off. And I roll down my window and the donor says, hey, that, that thing that you talked about, <laughs> about, about including uh, your organization in their will, yeah, yeah, you got to be talking about that. You have got to be talking about that. So he was so uh, taken by the idea. It, was, it seemed like such a great idea to this donor. He's like chasing us down before we leave to make sure that he got his point across that we should be doing this. 
And I, I did the exact same thing in another meeting, basically had the exact same approach, approach with the donor where I roll this out as a hypothetical. So that's really like, we've gotten started in estate planning, right? That was step one in terms of getting this organization in a position to where people would start including that organization in people's estate plans. So you don't have to spend a ton of money. You just have to start talking about it. So I wanna go through five easy steps to get you started in estate planning. All right, number one, include a line about leaving your organization in the donor's will to a reply device or a donation form or on your website. So give the donor an opportunity to check a box that says like, I'm interested in receiving information about including your organization in my will. That's it, just in, like put a checkbox up there somewhere. So uh, two, include a line on a reply device or a donation form that invites donors to share if they have already included your organization in their will, all right? So basically you're just putting a checkbox that says, I've included your organization in my will. Like I've already done it. So that's it. That's just two quick and easy steps. Like you go in, go to your web guy and have them add this, this checkbox to your giving pages right now. And when you do these things, like when I start talking with donors, even asking the question, would you consider including us in your will or putting that question, putting that option on a checkbox uh, on our website or, or saying, would you please tell us if you've already done this? What this communicates to the donor is, hey, I, I believe, we believe we are worthy of being included in your estate plans. Or that checkbox asking the donor to indicate if they've already done it is like saying to the donor, we have this checkbox here because people are doing this. We wouldn't have this checkbox here if people weren't doing this. And so it, it's like affirming to the donor, other people must be doing this and other people must view this organization worthy of this. Maybe I should too. So that, that's two quick and easy, basically free things you can do to get started. Third, all right, third, the, some additional steps could include Announce the formation of a legacy society, all right? Like choose a name that is appropriate for your institution, all right? So your legacy society should give public recognition to people who have included you in their estate plans. Fourth, if you know someone who has included your organization in their will, ask to interview this donor for your newsletter or a special communication that will go out to your donors. So as you collect more stories of donors who've included you in their will, tell those stories, all right? These stories communicate, again, to your donors that other people view your organization as an organization worthy of this type of support, all right? And then finally, create a list of benefits for members of your legacy, legacy society including, I know it may sound cheesy to some of you, including a plaque or other special items to reinforce their decision and 
to decrease the likelihood that they would later modify their will to no longer include you. Okay, so if donors ask you what they need to do to include you in their will, it's so simple, right? Any good attorney knows what to do, all right? But it's you, you may put on your website, please send me information uh, on including your organization in their will. You want to do that. You want to, to have your donors request information on how to include you in their will because you want them to, to think that they, they need to communicate with you on this. Like, I could include your organization in my will and never tell you right? Like all the information I need is publicly available. But I would still suggest to your donors that they contact you and get the information they need because it just, it opens those lines of communication. Now you're talking with the donor about this. And we have some sample language that we can give you if, if, if you want it, right? Just email me at clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. But it's so simple. Basically, you just, it's a sentence, right? A donor needs to insert into their will. I give, devise, and bequeath to the humanitarian foundation, tax identification numbers, da 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 1234 Commerce Street, Washington, D.C., right? Insert amount, percentage, remainder of estate, whatever it is. So if you want that, I, I have this sentence I can send you by email. It's so simple. I just basically write it to you. But um, if you want my exact sentence, email me at clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. So that's it. Just start talking about it. Just put it on your website. Just put it out there that people are doing this. All right. Is there more you could do? Sure. All right. But this is an easy way to get started. And these gifts, I mean, I think you, I think you know that they uh, are really about just that long-term strength of your organization, right? Like you are not a fly-by-night organization. You're in this for the long haul. And imagine, like you could be working today. You could be, maybe you're like my friend Greg. Greg is the co-founder of this organization. And and Greg could could go on and do other things later in life. And, and 20 years from now, a donor that he talks about today could include... Could, could pass away. The donor he talks to today could include uh, his organization in their estate plans. And maybe 20 years from now, when this organization gets a $100,000 gift or a million-dollar gift in someone's will, right, because of work that's done today. All right, that's it. Have a great day. Come join us in Guatemala. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about the Major Gifts Fundraiser startup program. The startup program is for organizations that are ready to take their development efforts seriously, maybe for the first time. Often these organizations are young, maybe still run by the founder. Possibly you've just hired your first development director, but you haven't ever really systematized your fundraising process. You know you should be doing more with individual donors, but not quite sure what. The Major Gifts Startup Program is perfect for nonprofits who are ready to start raising more money from individual giving. 
They're ready to stop depending on one or two big events each year and develop a strong, stable individual giving base. The Major Gift Startup Program is a three-month program divided into three parts, stewardship systems, messaging and donor acquisition, and Major Gifts training. The first thing we're going to do is get you set up. We're going to make sure you have a good donor database and a system in place that systematically thanks and stewards your donors. We want to automate this process to help give your donors a great giving experience without causing you a lot of extra work. So people will want to give again and again and again and give increasingly bigger gifts. And that's important that we do that first. Once this phase is in place, the systems to manage your donors, to communicate with your donors, to thank and steward your donors, and you're going to be awesome at this. Then we're going to move to phase two. Phase two is all about messaging. We're going to help you tell your story better, build buzz, acquire new donors, or get donors that have been around for a long time to give again. We'll launch a mini campaign. We'll set some specific goals. We're going to have goals for the number of new donors we acquire and the total number of dollars raised. And this is going to take place in a short time, usually 30 to 60 days. Then phase three. Okay, now we have a system in place to thank and steward our donors. We've acquired a bunch of new donors, and now we're ready to move into moves management relationships with a select number of these people who are going to go from giving small, sustaining gifts to bigger, bigger, and eventually major gifts that are going to propel your organization to the next level. We'd love to talk with you more about the Major Gift Startup, see if it's a good fit for you. If you are interested, go ahead, shoot me an email, monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com, and we'll set up a time to talk. Thanks for listening to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast.